Welcome to episode 279 of the Go Gorilla Filmcaster, source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson. Your turn. (laughs) I'm here. Your turn. I'm here. Your turn. Have no fear. Um, How are you today? Is it my turn? Yeah. Does it matter? No. I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Um, It's just, it's all about you, buddy. Yeah. So we're here. Uh, we're going to talk about some things. Go. All right. That's how prepared you are. Yeah. Quick to interrupt, but has absolutely no substance to the ep- episode here. What it's, are we doing? I don't know. Story of our relationship. Um, <clears throat> it's daylight savings. It's just we're tired. Yeah. I'm tired. I don't like it. I don't understand it. I don't like extra it. Just sleep. You know, this makes no sense. I'm so anti this mm-hmm. clock switching. It's it's silly. What, what was that? It was really silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have uh, we have some things that we watched. And um, we're going to talk about them. We hopefully have a guest next week. I don't want to jinx it because mm-hmm. it's a big one and I don't want to jinx it. So far, everything's lined up, but, you know, shit happens. So I don't want to I want to put this out there and then have it be like, oh, that didn't happen, you idiot. So we'll talk about the things that we did watch. And there's some more. We still don't know what's going on with SAG. I think that's supposed to be discussed at some point today, possibly by the yeah. time this airs. But we're doing this in the morning, so we won't know. It's um, the it's the AMPTP's last and final offer. I really wish people would just stop saying the entire. It's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why that bothers me so much. What last and final? No. Oh, the AMPTP? It's really stupid. Yeah. It sounds stupid, and it especially sounds stupid when people try to say it casually, like it's a normal thing to just put all those fucking letters prefer, together. Studios? Just the studios? Just the studios. Like, why are we saying that? Yeah. I don't know. I have a feeling that, you know, there's, I don't know. Maybe like, you know, like, uh, I need it... to find something out. Let me go search the World Wide Web. <laughs> like, no, like. I'm going to go check the WWW real quick you know, and see if like, I can. What the Find that. that. It's just, you know, it just, uh, it, it really just uh, annoys the crap out of me. I don't know why. I don't know those letters together. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, so it'll yeah. be interesting, you know. So allegedly, it's you know. Oh, but the AI thing is still. Well, they, they said didn't that take that off the table. No, but they said there's comprehensive protections against it. So I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's like with everything else, where they're very, they're, they're. Uh, <laughs> They're making a, a very um, clear point in their wording when they say, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so there's an increase on, I don't know, I'm not saying it's not verbatim, it's just as per my memory, but like, yes, there will be an increase on your residuals for successful shows. And there will be this and this and that for successful projects. Yeah. Meaning that, you know, those little projects, the people that actually need these price raises, they're not really privy to that so you know a a lot of the a lot of your higher end celebrities that are like on the picket line right this doesn't really hurt them financially but they're like they're they're being supportive which is great but like so they will get the benefit of a lot of those things but people that are on those up-and-coming shows or something that's like you know there's like those shows that for some reason you know netflix or something will say 
this didn't do well, so we're going to cancel it. And then there's this huge fan base behind it, people that still watch it, but they'll consider that to not have been a successful show. Yeah. And so those people aren't really part of the solution. Uh, and, and those are the people that would need it the most. Well, and the AI thing for me is still like, just, yeah, same thing. Like, oh, okay, well, don't worry. We won't do it to the important people. But the background actors, we don't give a shit about them. We're, we're going to find a way to still get this ball rolling and, you know, use their likeness or their just their whole identity, basically. Yeah, I don't know what comprehensive protections mean. Um, you know, they should have just taken it out altogether. You know, I don't, I don't know what what that means it, the fact that they didn't is why i'm like that's you know, that's still in there and it's a protection I mean, to like, only certain amounts of yeah uh, to, to a percentage rather than as a whole of like hey if you're in sag not what tier of sag you're in but if you're in sag that's not what it is yeah. they're like tearing it right <laughs> like, but paying paying for successful shows is you know it's it's comparable to the old model because if a show's successful then it would rerun and then they go with ads and so you know i understand that that part of it you know that's kind of what they're fighting for if a show's they want to share in the success of a show you know but if a show's a failure or it doesn't do as well then why should well i'm not talking about pay? a complete failure but i'm talking about those shows like success is subjective sure. right so we could say oh i well, find no, this not. to be to, a successful to the show studios it's not success is like they, they can easily quantify it by how many people That's watch what something. I'm saying, though. To yeah. us, it's subjective. We can say, like, I found this show to be successful, sure. but to them, when they crunch the numbers, right, and then and they and they start going into the into their little magic rooms, they're like, well, this was not successful for us. And so suddenly that's not a successful show. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, what happens to the, the people and the actors on those shows? It's all there. It's very loopholey, just like this whole thing example. was. Exactly. Super to me, successful. that was a fucking success. And then they were like, yeah, no. <laughs> they just canceled it. Yeah. Um, and again, that wasn't even really about it being a success. It was more about the control that the, the creators had or lack thereof hmm. would, would have going forward, I believe, if I remember correctly. Cause it feels like 100 years ago. Yeah. Um, well, the ultimate success for a, sh a show for any streaming company is... How many people signed on just to watch this show? You know, and it's like right, but some shows take time. Yeah, sometimes you have to, well, you know you've got like shows that didn't don't one... really take, and then they then they do later. You know, yeah. so then then they could they could already write that off. Be like, well, that wasn't a success because it wasn't a success a success within this time frame, even though it later on became a success. Yeah, and now you don't get the bump in the residuals. Right. Well, you look at a show like Suits, right? It's like the number one streaming show right now, and it's like. It, you know how many years old i've know? never watched an episode of that yeah, show. i mean neither i don't even know what that show's about i'm assuming it's about it's like lawyers you know, i think some I very know. highfalutin suity people but yeah. i don't know um all right anyway so i guess you know maybe by the time this airs though there might have been a resolution but we just don't know yet mm. anywho i mean i hope so just because you know i want to see things being made you know yeah people, i do but because it, it's like yeah they it, it shuts down it's kind the of in vain at the same time, when you do it that way, we'll it's like it all of years. this, yeah, all of this shit, all of it since July 14th or something, I think like that, it's been going on. And then in the end to still be like, yeah, no, we're going to sneak AI in there somehow. Yeah, they will. We're going to sneak AI in there, which was a massive thing. And we're going to, we're going to offer those residuals, but just not to everybody. And it's yeah. like, 
Okay, well, I mean, so what because the fuck gonna was be, all this there's for? There's going to be loop, loopholes, right? You always. Know, there's gonna be, there's there was gonna loopholes, loopholes in the process of not being able to work, and then they were giving free passes to one production and not the other. Well, and co- yeah. You know, there were loopholes through the whole thing on SAG's end, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out and once something is signed, if, you know, because when the, the writers one seemed like, you know, like it, they had an agreement and you didn't hear much uproar. I'm sure there was people that are very unhappy with it, but by and large, it seemed like there wasn't a huge, like, uprising against the deal itself. So I guess it was okay, you know? I mean, any good negotiation, both sides are going to be unhappy with, you know, um, certain aspects of it. So we'll see, you know, it's just, it's, it just really speaks to the, to the greed of the, for me anyway, speaks to the greed of the, the corporations, which is a big surprise, you know, water's wet. And so like, um, it's just going to be interesting to see for me, I think they'll just, they'll like, they're like, look, this is going to be for however many years. And so we'll just deal with the non AI people. And then when we have to negotiate next time, we'll just slowly chip away at that until we get what we want because at the end of the day they'll always get what they want because they could essentially just be like you know what we're not doing we're not going to make any more deals with unions anymore if you guys want tv shows and stuff you're just going to have to be freelancers and that's that Mm. which is like i don't know i don't know how that works if i I, you know i don't remember ever seeing something like that in our you know like busting up a union or something unless it's done by it well there's a lot of actors and actors that that we know personally that have um have delayed being in the union because again it is very tiered and categoried where you know it's just just because you're too many people in it just because you just because you're in sag doesn't mean you're successful doesn't mean you're going to get work doesn't mean you're gonna be able to live off of that and again Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in sag that are in sag and don't even make enough to get the benefits of what being in union is for and having insurance and all that crap anyhow so um you know the fact you can argue every side of it it's not it's certain no union is perfect and this union certainly isn't perfect and there's a lot of room for improvement and the fact that you have actors that are going like ah you know what i make more money not being in the union right now until i could actually um, not right now because of the strike just no, right now because I'm saying of yeah. in in their career and and we'll have to delay that because it doesn't it's not cost effective for them to actually join it's going to cost them money to join yeah. a and then b they're not making enough money and they're not going to be able to take non-union roles so uh you know there, there's obviously some some major uh potholes in 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 the structure yeah. of that there it's just a tricky because it's like you have this huge union and you, there's not enough jobs to support the union. So when you're like, look at all these people that we have that can't even afford health insurance. Well, whose fault is that? You know, I'm not saying it's the union's fault because if they have a, this is how you get it. It's just, there's not enough jobs to support the amount of people that are in it in order to get the health insurance and health insurance is so expensive. So that's, you know, like, it's just, it's, it's a combination of not having enough work the union being too big and health insurance being so goddamn expensive. And so it's, it's, it's just as you have health insurance doesn't mean you have good health insurance either. So, right. I mean, I would argue that barely health insurances aren't good. health. No, they aren't. Um, anyhow, I've tried to segue from that for about 37 minutes and you just kept going right back into it. So now I'm cutting you off. Um, and then they come at, no. So we watched a couple of things and, um, uh, you know, Watching something is a gamble. Mm-hmm. 
there's sometimes, you know, you watch something and you're like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be awesome. I don't know if I'll be like the best thing I've ever seen or that I'll love it, but I don't know. Um, and so we, uh, being the cheapskates that we are, there was, uh, there were two movies that I had wanted to see that I had on my list. I think both were on Prime and I was like, I'm not paying for this. We, I pay, <laughs> we pay for Prime and nothing actually falls under the category of what you had signed up for Prime for anymore. So it's like, I'm not paying more for it when I know that if I just wait, it'll be, yeah. If I just wait it out like a month, yeah. month and a half, it'll be somewhere. It'll pop up on one of the other platforms. And it did. Mm -hmm. It popped up on the same, popped up on Hulu. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just had that, that's it. We just waited a little bit and I'm okay. We have so many things to watch that it's like, I don't have to see this right now. I definitely want to see this, but I don't have to see it right now. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not paying the $4.99. I won't do it. Yeah. Speaking so, of Hulu, actually, just real quick. What? So Disney is like, yeah, like they just completely bought out Hulu. I mean, they were already a huge, huge partner, but mm -hmm. I guess they completely own it now. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Be interesting to see how. Cool what, story. What happens. So, um, what's going to happen is everything's going to be really expensive, like Disney. Yeah. So, um, I was very excited to watch this movie mostly for one particular actor. I mean, I, I have to be honest that if not for Laurie Metcalf, I most likely would not have watched this. I'm positive I would not have watched this. Yeah. Um, again, anyone who knows me knows that I worship that woman. She is the end all be all. She is mother. I love her. And so I'm going to watch it. Um, she now, doesn't do movies often. Um, well, she does a lot of stage work. Yeah. yeah. She's a stage actor and she's, she's a Steppenwolf. Like, so they, yeah. you know, she's very stage orientated and, and she, she is. I think she's very kind of particular about she what is. she does. Yeah, she is. Um, and so, and, and also she's working on a lot of stage stuff. So there's not a lot of time. She's yeah. probably picks smaller roles because they take so long. But, um, <clears throat> uh, not to say that I am not a fan of Ray Romano because uh, Everybody Loves Raymond is one of my comfort shows. We all, you know, we have like those comfort shows for me. It's like mm -hmm. Will and Grace, Friends, Everybody Loves Raymond, I Love Lucy. Those are kind of like yeah. the ones that I'll, uh, Big Bang Theory, yeah. just sort of like cycle through those things, you know. And yeah, good background noise. It, yeah, you know, all the episodes and all that. And so um, I do enjoy the show and I really like the show, but, um, you know, He's one of those actors that I've when I see when I see him not playing Ray Romano, um, I'm always like, oh, and I can't remember what we saw him in. I saw him in something that he was like cursing in it, and I was like, oh, geez, it was just so like you know, it, it was so like, oh god, yeah, there, okay, there, there it is, there it is, yeah. um, and so I was a little excited. I was hoping maybe that it would be a little bit more of that of this like out of character kind of. Thing. And so this was both written and directed by him. I think there was another writer as well. But um, and so obviously starring Ray Romano and Laurie Metcalf um, and uh, Sebastian Maniscalco's in it. Uh, Jennifer Esposito, uh, Deidre Friel, I think it's Friel. Um, she's from Physical, which we really like. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so this was this was a movie that's like, I don't know the best way to explain this. So. Good old slice of life movie. Oh yeah, no, the, yeah, correct there. Did I just mean on how I felt about it? Oh yeah. Um, it's so yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm. I'm so. I don't know what the word would be. Oh, my back popped. By watching other movies, but the the first thirty minutes, I'm waiting for someone to die. 
What? Yeah, I'm like, all right, this kid's going to die and it's going to be traumatic or the kid's girlfriend's going to die and it's going to be traumatic. I was like waiting for someone to die because I expected that to happen. Oh, we were to, watching a completely to different drive. movie. Well, I didn't see any, I didn't see any like, you know, trailers, trailers or anything. No, so I did. Um, I was just like waiting for any kind of traumatic event. I guess it didn't have to be a death, but any kind of traumatic event to kick off and then start this whole mm. thing. So... I wasn't necessarily disappointed by the fact that it didn't happen. It was just interesting that I caught myself thinking, like, what's going to happen? Like, where, so you know was, what I mean? It like, was way more feel good than you had initially yeah, signed up for. It was. It was, pure, it was a much pure and so movie. I appreciated that when I realized, I was like, oh, this is just like. <laughs> oh, no one's going to die in a horrific, fiery crash. Yeah, yeah. Ah! Okay. It's <laughs> oh, it's so, so warm so and fuzzy. I, I, and it made me think, like, wow, it's. Most of the stuff we watch really cranks up the drama to <laughs> that you automatically that automatically assume expect that, and then so this kind of is just it, it, it's it's a straightforward fam, yeah like it, not family movie, and I but... like well I had plenty of issues with the film, but I appreciate mm -hmm. the um I appreciate it going there and and keeping it what it you know what it was and yeah Ray Romano you know is you know I don't know why he would write direct and star in it just seems like so much work yeah. but he did and i don't know why people insist on like this is the first thing he directed right mm, it might be it's and i don't know why you would put yourself in that position it's like is it ego or like i have to play this role i wrote it and i have to play it and i'm gonna direct it or is it just a, like i don't i don't know why like writer actor like i don't i, I don't understand that really um I think like I'm a director actor rather. I think cuz each job in and of itself is very difficult. Sure. I I wonder I wonder in these types of scenarios if it's like sort of your where you land in celebrity status, right? Like is there a demand for Ray Romano as an actor? Um is there a demand for Ray Romano as a director? Is there a demand for Ray Romano as a writer? I mean, we had everybody loves Raymond, so it's sort of it becomes like that uh you know, like the sitcom, the sitcom effect, right? Where like you right. become known for that thing. And so that's like, uh, well, we we only think of them for this thing. And so if he wants to be a director, he's going to have to write something that to direct because no one's going to put him yeah. in the position of being the director. And if he wants to act, then he has to do that. You know? yeah. um, especially, you know, you're aging in this business and. Um, I'm going to say this uh, as kindly as I can, because, again, I really do enjoy Everybody's Love Raymond. Everybody Loves Raymond. It's it's a very, you know, it's it's it, it has a little place there for me. But he's very one dimensional yeah. and he does have the ability to go out of that, because, like I said, I've seen him in small parts here and there that are not parts that you'd think for him. Then you're like, oh, what, what it's in there. Yeah. I assume he's maybe not comfortable in that spot. I don't know that yeah. he would sort of pigeonhole himself and put himself right back in so it's a lovable so, loser everybody loved raymond was his creation as well um and so hey, it did shows that show love that we liked or not love what, what was it what was that show we watched where he played the, the father oh of the... yeah yeah right yeah and and he pretty much mm -hmm. played himself yeah. i mean like it, it, he he plays himself and so um yeah let's just uh, i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna dive right into it so like, to say that Ray Romano, like, map quested uh, and then printed out and then, like, uh, uh, like highlighted the lanes that he intends to stay in as an artist because 
Right. If everybody loved Ra- everybody loves Raymond had released as a 90 minute episode where Frank Barone owned a contracting company and Deborah was allowed to curse and Robbie and Raymond switch places, you'd have this film. Okay. It, it's it's the like it's his father. There, the, his yeah. father was his father. Yeah, yeah. It was Frank. Yep. Except instead of Frank being retired, Frank has a contracting company and he works with his two kids. And if as opposed to if it was everybody loves Robbie, yeah. we would have this movie. It was the same exact scenario, but it was like yeah. the multiverse of everybody loves Raymond. We just switched things over, but you had the same characters, like the same the same diction, the same attitude. Like it was the same. It's the same thing, and so it's it's like way to step out of the box, I guess, because yeah, we didn't do anything different here. Yeah, he has a lane. He does not stray from that for any reason. Yeah. Down to the fact, because it wasn't lost on me, that his best friend in the movie is also Gianni in Everybody Loves Raymond, Mm. who is his friend, who is his actual friend in real life. So it's like... Yeah. uh, And now on stage, I am am, uh, entertained by Sebastian Maniscalco on film no yeah let's stop doing that i don't know why people insist on moving over into film to become actors when they cannot act like anything other than themselves or aren't uh cast to do that i don't know if it's an intentional thing or if it's just like hey this is the only thing people want to see from you but then i also have to wonder like you're doing pretty well as a stand-up comedian did you really need this part like was this especially if you knew you were being typecast either you knew you were being typecast or this is literally all you know how to play and also sebastian maniscalco on stage is not who he really is he amps that shit up it's a character that he plays so then he just takes that character to film and it's obnoxious well, he didn't really in this. This I felt like it was he was a little flat, and I felt like it could have benefited from someone that had a bit more range. No, because well, yeah, but not him. He didn't. He he wasn't going to be able to bring anything to this role. Yeah, that was all he could give. Yeah. But you know, you you you're trying to bring all the names that you can to it to secure funding. I'm sure if they had just put like a uh, an actor that wasn't popular in that role, then you know. I'm sure it was like, you know, he is probably friends with them, obviously. And then um, he needed the more names to secure funding. I can almost guarantee but that. But Sebastian Maniscalco, like that, like that's what, yeah, that's but what that's, sealed the deal, you Sure. Think? Well, I don't know about sealing the Not deal. Not Lori fucking Metcalf? But you can go, well, her too. But you can, <laughs> you can go to, you know, a, a financier and be like, look, Sebastian Maniscalco has X amount of followers. And sure. people are going to watch it just because he's in it and whatever. And, uh. I, I just that just only helps in securing funding for I, it, abs- I would assume. I, I hate that aspect of this business. Mm-hmm. I hate that aspect of this business and and this film is like oh, so I feel like if Lori Metcalf had maybe had some kind of injury and then they were like, listen, we're gonna have to put you on some like pretty good pain meds, she could have played this part. Yeah. While doped up. Whilst doped up and probably memorizing lines for an amazing stage play. Because it was like a walk in the park. This was nothing for her. 
Um, And that speaks for her as an actor. But it also was like, it was kind of Wolfman for me, right? Where you're just like, this person's amazing. They're working with what they have, which is not a lot. Mm -hmm. And so there's just so much that they can do here. And so um, I enjoyed every moment that she was on camera. And then when she wasn't, I was just sort of yearning for the moments that she would go back on. Um, If we, if, if I may, uh, can we establish a rule that unless you're John Hughes, adults don't write teenagers. Mm. It's as if they've never met them. It's like if you'd been in a, in a vault for your entire life and someone said, what do you think teenagers are like? And they were like, this must be it. I don't know if you've met a teenager in this day and age, but they are nothing like that. Even if they're from Queens, Mm -hmm. which by the way, I'm from. I've hung out with these people. I was married to one of these people at one point in my life. So I can tell you that while there is some truth to this being the average American family in Queens and or Brooklyn, it could have been it could have been either. There is no difference when it comes to that dynamic. Um, it was really exaggerated. You have sure. like, and especially like now, you have a couple of those in the family, but not everybody. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a stereotype that's like. It's ridiculously distracting when you've actually lived that because you're like, all right, you always have like that one cousin that's still doing this thing over here and you got this over there and somebody's going to say fucking gabagool because they have to. But the fact that the dynamic was so exaggerated through like within every character at that table was like, all right, come on. (laughs) It's it's too much. It's just too much. Um, through the sisters and the sister-in-laws and mm-hmm. like every like the wedding it was like yes you will have that it's peppered throughout but it's not the whole thing and so that I didn't really care for um I found the girlfriend's character to be so grating in her delivery her accent Everything was so exaggerated and ridiculous. And her son, the, their son was a close second. That kid was annoying as hell. We That's... get it. You nicknamed him Sticks. I have never in my life had a conversation where I said somebody's name to them 47 times in a three-minute convo. Yeah. He knows who he is. He knows who he is to you. He knows what his nickname is. You know what his, his his nickname is. You know that he knows that you know what his nickname is. Let's stop saying it. Yeah, yeah, they do that a lot in movies when they want to like really hammer home who these people are. <laughs> listen here, Sylvia. No, Sylvia, they, listen to me, Sylvia. Yeah, they do it with with regular names, but they they seem to especially like doing it when someone has a quirky nickname. Yeah, yeah. and it's so grating. <laughs> like it was, it was, it, it should have been like a drinking game. Yeah. How many, whenever I'd have been say, hammered by the yeah. end of this movie if I well, had to count the amount of times. That's he probably says his name. The, the biggest um, downfall for the movie for me. I, mean, I, I liked it overall, and I and I would recommend if you're in the movie for in the mood for kind of like a feel good film, then watch this. But it's uh, the the character development of the son was it it was just I didn't and it wasn't it was just kind of like so much of the plot is driven by the. Uh, uh, the son and what? Who's such a fucking crybaby. Well, not only that, but it was just like a matter of like, I don't, I didn't believe 
like what did what did he want like he didn't and i get kids are fickle teenagers are fickle and all this sort of stuff i get all of that but you get that 35 year old teenagers are fickle yeah (laughs) but it's you know i i do feel like it's like he was willing to go to the school if he had a girlfriend or i don't you know like did he love basketball like i didn't get there was no development there for to to inform his decisions and make what he was deciding believable you know um because at the end, he, you know, he's like, I'm not going to the school. And it's like, but then he was going to go to the school. If he still had the girlfriend, would he have gone to the school? You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't really, I didn't really get it. And, you know, so I just felt like the character development on the sun was, that, was lacking. And, and yeah. I felt like that because they of. They were trying to do that, like, acceptance. They, they, he wanted acceptance from his father. But the also, the, the weird thing is, is that when he tells a story about how, like, his son was sort of like, I'm going to say nonverbal, but was sort of behind right so he tells this story and then he says that all of that changed when he puts this basketball hoop up so it seemed like like he took to it himself and genuinely loved to play basketball so i don't know why that was like his future in that and his passion for it was somehow conjoined with his father's acceptance i mean i realized his father sort of hijacked it in a way because it was like what he loved for i don't know you know uh it was really heavy-handed it was really really heavy-handed and and the the teenagers were incredibly overwritten and i just like he, i found his son so fucking whiny and obnoxious and his girlfriend with the mr russo mr russo right mr russo <laughs> enough <laughs> like, and the way she spoke no yeah have you spoken to a teenager recently they don't no, talk like that no, i haven't but they don't talk yeah. like that I just yeah she her and her character too was probably right Mr. Russo d- developed worse than <gasps> the than the son because it's like you know first it's like again I understand kids are fickle or whatever but it's like you you have this relationship that you're building up between them and it seems to be like a genuine connection they have and stuff and then all of a sudden it's like yeah she dumped me and it's like that was out of nowhere like the yeah. literally the scene before that they were at a maybe not literally but a scene or two before that they're at a diner and she's like oh i don't i don't he consolidate he, with losers he wrote he, a poem yeah. and she lost her shit but we didn't even see that right she just we he she wrote he wrote the poem and then well he she, read it to he her he read it to her then she she wanted him to so she obviously thought that that was something that was romantical thoughtful or romantical or whatever and then dumps him I guess after the he read the poem and that yeah. like triggered this thing of like oh he's really into me and I got to end this or whatever. When she realized and that then, he sucked at poetry, she was like, "I can't yeah, be with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't and, do this to myself. I have some self respect here, Mister yeah. Russo." So I just that whole dynamic of them and them individually, I just feel like they drove so much of the narrative of the, the film, but they weren't developed enough to do that. So no. Um, she was like that's all kind of over the, him in school, yeah. and then like it was then, like, like it was like didn't want to touch him and was like, but but cared about him enough to want to. She was like, to, what to what in the slam dance him. poetry is going on here? And then she was like, I'm out. Yeah, but then what? But then, she took his virginity and she shat on his poem yeah. and she just like she was Audi five thousand. Yeah, we just, also just establish a fact: locking the fucking door, you're dead to me. That's yeah. not cute. It's not funny. If the goal was to get me to hate these characters, this movie was a success. I hated them. Yeah. I hated when anything was about them, which was a lot of scenes. It was really, really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. There was not nearly enough Metcalf in here. 
Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna we're we're gonna go into I guess more of the third act of this for me, where I was like, okay, this isn't amazing, but it's like you know it is what it is. And and watching again watching Laurie, I'm just like I can be engaged in this. Like I, I I can be in it even if there's things about it that I don't like. And then we get to the third act of this, where we get to experience what uh, clearly we know where the sun gets it from. <laughs> so we get to watch a mantrum take place and a moment where an otherwise happily married man, because we saw um, playfulness, we saw, you know, yeah, they, they'd they been married, you know, they kind of drove home the thing like where they, they'd been married for a while, but they seemed to kind of have banter with each other and they hugged and they kissed or whatever and they were sort of playful in that. So they didn't seem to hate one another. Yeah. Um, and so after this mantrum, he almost, almost cheats on his cancer surviving wife with, of course, a younger woman. And we're supposed to just forget that that almost happened and then move along to this happy fucking ending where, first of all, um, I'm not saying it's impossible, but uh, Angela Russo does not strike me as the kind of bitch who had she had that nugget of information would have been like, we're good. Yeah. She would have told him to get his fucking ass out of the house. (laughs) So she gets to not only live with the looming threat of cancer returning, but she gets to be in the fucking dark about her cheater asshole of a husband who, by the way, you might as well have slept with the bitch. It's the same because yeah. you wanted to and, and because did you didn't kiss, get you of. didn't get your way because you didn't have the balls to stand up to your family. Your wife has to pay yeah. for your insecurities yeah, that in whole... that moment. I was like, I cannot think of a better way to shit on your protagonist <laughs> than by doing something like that. Yeah. I hated that man after that immediately. I hated that for Angela. I was like, this sucks. She doesn't know any of this shit. Yeah. And she thinks that her husband's just loyal to her. Yeah, that was it was so that that part no, of the you. film was was very forced, you know, because it's like, well, he didn't have any reason to be driven to no. her or or whatever and you know he obviously he liked the attention she was giving him yeah. throughout the movie but as it's not well. like it was a lack of attention from the wife you know they never established that she doesn't lo- you know maybe she hates him or you know what i mean like he ha- he doesn't have any not that cheating's right in any regards but from a narrative standpoint there's yeah. there's nothing that drives him to right. her it's just it was so like Let's just put him in this position so he can say no to her. Like, but it doesn't do. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't inform the character in any way. Like, so it doesn't. You could have taken that whole thing out, and nothing. It would added have absolutely nothing to the, the story. Film, if you know? anything, it took away from it. It took whatever redeeming qualities he had yeah. at that point for me. It was like you're a. Dick. And I think they were trying to show like he would never cheat on his wife with a younger, more attractive, <laughs> quote unquote, more attractive. <laughs> By Hollywood standard, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what, that's the point they're trying yeah, to make. Yeah. He would never do that. So that so he's a hero, and it's like well, he's no. a hero for not cheating on his cancer surviving. Yeah, life. it's <laughs> like yeah, that's just the standard. You know what I mean? That's a baseline for anybody in a relationship is to not cheat. So yeah. you don't get extra credit for <laughs> no, that. You know? Not at so, all. So I don't. I don't really. Yeah, that part of it was just 
that was that's more of like an isolated thing for me in terms in terms of like some of the negatives I took away from it. You know, the the character development of the son and the and the son's girlfriend and ex girlfriend or whatever that was a little more egregious to me because it it fed the narrative. It, that whole aspect of it was just kind of like whatever. I know what they're trying to do, but I think they missed the mark a little bit with that one. Um, I think they could have done that in a in a in a different way if they wanted to. If they wanted to, if the point of the scene or the or the sequences or whatever was, because they kind of alluded to it earlier on with her waving at him and whatever. Mm. Um, if they wanted to do that, I think there was a much more eloquent way they could have established that he is not, he's a stand-up guy, you know, by turning mm. a woman down, I guess, if that's what you want to say. I think there's a much more, ele- I still feel like it kind of, they fumbled through even what they were trying to do. Yeah, and I, I also, I don't know if it was just you, but I was confused by why they sort of waited to introduce the topic of her having had cancer because she was sort of uh, she was standoffish to that woman at the school who was selling treats or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and when she was talking about her hair, I didn't make that connection. I just thought she didn't like her when she was like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom and left him there because she was like, oh, she's going to give me this crap about the group or the support yeah, i was yeah. like the support for what what i don't understand what's happening here yeah, like yeah. It, it wasn't established until later that it was like oh the she's avoiding these support groups for cancer whatever and like he's just i don't know like i know it was supposed to be like a a, a, a jovial kind of moment where he like makes fun of the fact that she shaved her head or like makes that comment but i'm yeah. like that's a dick move yeah. <laughs> like i'm sorry but that's not funny in that moment, in the context, out of it, nothing. It's well, just not... That didn't like, upset me so much because it, it not upset me. When you combine like, it with everything else, yeah, it's like yeah. this man doesn't seem to be very supportive. Yeah. And even in that moment, which was a big deal for her, it was like about him making a joke. Right. Like, but oh, okay, it, well, she's, he's doing it to make light, to make her feel better and try right. to make her laugh. And it's like, yeah, she doesn't strike me as the kind of person that wouldn't be accepting of someone being compassionate yeah. to her. Well, that was, she just that doesn't was, get it. That was going to be my point. It's like they never established that they had that type of banter. Right. If they established that they make fun of each other and that's their language. Well, they did a little language. bit. A little bit. Like when they were there and everyone was doing the, the yeah, chant. And she's like, yeah, you seem to a, hate that. Like, yeah. you know, she's a no-nonsense. Yeah, I don't think it was enough for... Yeah, because she's so no-nonsense, it's like that type of remark, you know... Uh, wouldn't I don't think would have landed the way that yeah I don't know I just I, I don't know this movie was like I feel like he had an opportunity I don't know it I feel was, like it was so close you know like there was a lot of really good things about it I felt like that's you have children me, aside I like feel like a lot Laurie of the dialogue Metcalf. Yeah. you had Lori Metcalf at your disposal and this was what you did with her and I just it was very it was an incredibly safe movie like i said there was like when i tell you this man like just he had the route he knew exactly what route he was going to take he wasn't going to he wasn't even going to look at the side of the road if there was a cow on the side of the road he was not even going to turn away for a second to look at it he was just straight ahead and did not veer in any way shape or form artistically it was just like this is his wheelhouse it was everybody loves raymond in movie form with the characters sort of metaversed but still the same thing. And yeah. some of them exactly the same character using yeah, the yeah. same actors, which I think is like, look, you know, we work with our friends often, but 
I also, yeah, well, (laughs) well, for several reasons, like there are friends and so there's the safety of like, oh, I know they can play this part. Right. And so it's like, I'm just going to give them this part because I know they can play this part. I don't have to worry about finding somebody else. There's that. But, you know, and so there's always, you always enjoy working with your friends. Yeah. And so there's that temptation to be like, well, we could just give it to people we know, but that artistically also for on for financial reasons, my stupid ass is always the usually the lead ish type role. I would love to go down to supporting so you know for for certain things so that we can work with other people. For me as an actor, it's working with other people. Every person you work with gives you something different. You grow as an actor, right? When you work with different people, so you have to veer from that. You have to work with other actors and you'll get different performances. And so we have to make conscious decisions to go like, okay, well, we've worked with this person, this person. So we like the next three or four, like, you know, we got to get other people and then we'll go back to it. But you no, know, cause they're still your friends. I'm not saying that you can't work with your friends and then he shouldn't have cast his friend, but to cast his actual friend who was his friend as his friend yeah. is like, Oh, <laughs> it's so safe. Yeah. It's so safe. And, um, you know, his his father miraculously coming around for five seconds at the end. Nobody saw that coming. You know, it was just so obvious. And so, like, I just wish there had been more depth to it. Yeah. Yeah, because I liked... I I liked... A lot of what I liked about this movie is what it wasn't, right? It wasn't some... You know, they didn't have to kill somebody to cause a huge drama. Like, Slice of Life movies, if you listen to the show... (laughs) They didn't have to decapitate anybody in a car accident. You know that I I like those types of movies, and I feel like I liked it because this wasn't something that was overly dramatic for the sake of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I liked that, and I feel like it had a lot of potential. Um, But I feel like, you know, kids aside, the dialogue was okay. It was fine. Um, But I think the story structure really is kind of what... Is the dialogue between the adults was okay, but the the the, the kids stuff kid, was whatever. But the kid, but the kids were a lot of it. They were so yeah, much yeah. of the movie. But I just feel like it, you know, it 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 could have used a couple more passes or refinements in the story in the structure phase of of building For out sure. the story, and and I feel like it would have been it could have because it could have been amazing, and I feel like we don't see this type of movie a lot. I'm glad it was made. I would recommend watching it just because of that, and I and I hope more films like this continue to be made. Um, but this one was just kind of like a little safe. uneven. It was very safe. Yeah. Very, very safe. Very predictable. Um, dare I say that I think this movie would have been, even with all the the, the stereotypes and, and with the, the typecasting and all that, um, I think this movie would have been much, much better if you had taken out the whole narrative of the kids. I didn't, the, I, I thought everything that failed about this for me was whatever whenever the son or the or, or his girlfriend were involved. I think had this movie been about their marriage, adults, mm. like yeah, the kid exists over there, yeah. but it's not about the kid. Yeah. This whole movie was about the kid. Yeah, and that was the worst part of it. Had this been about their marriage, perhaps what her uh, her illness had done to their yeah. connection or relationship like maybe whether it made it stronger right, or whatever. If there yeah. had if there had, if if her fear of death had created a divide because she was afraid of remaining close and losing. And so she started to sort of, you know what I mean? And then, so then he was not getting attention from her, Mm -hmm. which is very like, whatever, but you know, and then, and and don't make her younger. Don't do that. (laughs) Let's not do that. But there had been, you know, that would have been a, cause you know, when you have with her, with the sister-in-law and all that, all of that would have been, if he'd made a movie about adults, 
But once she threw the kids in there, it's it no. was where everything fell flat. It just yeah. w- they weren't written well, and the story was just far too obsessive about this fucking kid who was so annoying. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't regret watching it because, like I said, I I, I love Laurie and I and I I support anything that she's in. I just feel like it could have been so much stronger if the story had gone in a different direction. I think it just went in a really mm-hmm. safe direction. Like you said, it was kind of it felt like a first pass and they just went like, go. Yeah. And nobody really questioned whether this was the best direction to go yeah. in. Anyhow, um, we do have a whole other movie. So again, it's a it's a safe movie. It's a feel-good movie. Nobody dies in it, which I think is hilarious. I, I did not know that you were going in thinking that. Yeah. The first 30, 30 minutes of this, we were sitting together on the couch and I was watching a completely different movie than you were watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me this that remind- like the opening credit upbeat music, none of that, like no. none of that. No, because, yeah, I don't know. Maybe tipped you off that you yeah. weren't about to watch Hereditary and Queens. Of like, it reminds me of like a Zach Braff movie. Yeah, it's a hundred percent safer a Zach- even. Listen, you know? you know how I feel about Zach Braff movies. There's not, him yeah. and Ray Romano could be they they should be writing partners like yeah. just talk about staying in your lane yeah. yeah there's their movies aren't bad the movie's not bad but it's not it's not memorable i would never watch it again yeah it's just like mm, you took you take every safe route everything is predictable and there you go i think it's t- it, but it is tough because so many movies and so many stories have been told you know how do you you know, and write, look, and that's the point of it, right? Writing isn't easy. And you can make... tell a story that doesn't, like, just because a story has been told doesn't mean that you have to take a stereotypical route to everything. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it takes a lot of creativity to... You know why? Because people who aren't from New York, they love to hear this. Yeah. They think that everybody sounds like this. Every Italian sounds like this. Yeah. That And, yeah, maybe... And New York is millennial, Millennials and older, sure. And then, yeah, you have, like... The, like the really deep rooted like Brooklyn Queens Italian families that even the teenagers kind of have that sound but it that's died that's yeah. died out a lot like you have it a little bit like with certain words right they'll give you like water coffee things like that but they don't have this like Jersey girl kind of like that thing that's not a thing anymore for yeah. teenagers that's not and so it was like Ray Romano was writing what teenagers sounded like when he was a teenager yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like sir yeah. That was like 40 years ago. Yeah. Like, that's not what they sound like now. And there's and no way gotta... that you're 18 years old, practically a star on your own basketball team, and you haven't had sex at 18. No. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Just not happening. I don't care how tall and goofy you are. If you're like a... Tall and goofy. <laughs> tall and goofy you are. If you're a star basketball player on a, on your team, <laughs> it's just, yeah. You, you, you're going to have game in more ways than one is yeah, what I'm you're saying. trying to game, say. Game brings game. You know, I don't know. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to move on to another movie that, again, I saw the trailer for. And I was like, oh, I want to see this because of the actors. and uh, But I'm not paying for it. Mm-hmm. And so we waited. Mm-hmm. And uh, that movie is Cobwebs. And I, I, I hadn't seen this trailer. You either. haven't seen the trailer. I, I, I'm pretty sure that I had it on, but you weren't paying attention. Uh, Cobweb, sorry, not plural. Um and so um, we're fans of Lizzie of Lizzie Kaplan. We yeah. really like her. So I usually watch a lot of stuff that she's in. And then Anthony Starr, obviously, everybody knows Anthony. as Homelander. Anthony. 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 Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Anthony. 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 Um, Homelander. Everybody knows as Homelander. And so. Um, He's going to be 
stuck with that forever. Yeah, he's well, he's Homelander forever. Yeah, that's that's the that's the thing with a, a part like that. I you mean, know. you take it, of course like you take this, it. Like, yeah, of course you do. Of course you but, take it, but you have to know, like, if this is successful, I'm fucking Homelander for forever. the rest of my yeah. life. In fact, and look, there's worse things that happened to your yeah, life. Yeah. You know? In fact, we had and he had dyed his hair for this. So we had a guy come to the house uh, for pest control. We had like wasps or whatever that he was spraying outside and he's like talking to us i'm not listening to anything that he's saying as soon as he leaves the room i'm like tell me that guy does not look like fucking homelander and he had blonde hair like bleached yeah. hair and everything i was like yeah. that dude looks exactly like homelander i don't think to say anthony star yeah i say homelander <laughs> yes yeah. like it's just that's his name from here on out yep. um so this was directed by samuel bowden and written by chris thomas devlin uh, not a whole lot of works. I mean, there was like the one thing that uh, Bowden did that uh, I think was a series or something, Marianne. I remember seeing this. Um, I didn't watch it, but I remember seeing the like the poster or something for it. And uh, but not really known for many things. So uh, that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also starring Woody Norman, uh, who plays their son. Uh, this is another one of those movies that it was like, I looked at the trailer and I was like, oh, this looks like it's going to be interesting. I have zero confidence in modern horror. So I yeah. always assume that things are going to disappoint me. But I thought like, well, maybe because of the actors, yeah, uh, you know, it'll, it'll pull because, yeah, you know, Lizzie Kaplan's going to pick something that especially for her because she doesn't do horror. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this must have been this has to be stellar to, to, to pull her in. Um <clears throat> It was a movie. Yeah, it, it was, happened. It, there were there, and not like really is, any cobwebs either. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was some, but <laughs> well, there were some, but they weren't the focus. As you know, you we think. we generally don't review films we don't like because we don't find it. But this, I do feel like there it was some. It toes a line. This is like right. This is probably the 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 least favorite movie I've watched that we will review only because for me anyway, I feel like there was a lot of. There was some redeeming qualities in it. I feel like with most horror films, especially modern day ones. The buildup is usually pretty solid in any decent one. It's always mm-hmm. the buildup. It's 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 when the the it's the third act when they always fall apart. Always, you know, and you know the lighting was was great for a horror film. You know, they cinematography they usually, was great. They usually bring on like pretty talented cinematographers yeah. and grading gaffers was cool. and stuff for this stuff. You All know, the grading and stuff. Performances obviously. It wasn't great. as dark. This the dark scenes weren't as dark as they could have been. Something you know, we yeah, yeah. watched and you're like, I don't even want to know what I'm looking yeah. at. They didn't. They they kept it pretty well lit, which I appreciate. Yeah, and so yeah, I don't know. This kind of just fell. Oh man, where do I start? <laughs> I Why think don't we start I, with what you liked? I liked Lizzie Kaplan's performance. She's great in it. Anthony Starr. I thought the kid was pretty kid solid. Was just, awesome. Uh, he was he was good in it, you know, not annoying at all or whatever. Um, that kid held I, his own. Yeah, and I feel like, uh, yeah, the 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 technical aspects of it were all pretty on point, and that's the and tension I feel like, was good. I feel like it was an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a really kind of a cool nugget of an idea there, but then it just got Hollywood, you know. Um, and I feel like this could have been a really interesting kind of low budget thriller horror thing if they kind of really kept it more obscure mm-hmm. um where you didn't really know is you know because as it was you you start earlier in the film is going to jump to the end but we'll start earlier like where it's like the relationship between the parents and the kid was what was interesting was that a lot of times in a film like this, there, I know, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. I know what I want to say, but it's like, so... 
your brain right now <laughs> trying to find a way to say that I want to I want to be complimentary, yeah. but I also well, don't no, want to just dog I'm, this. Is what I'm just, trying to say is that should be studied that moment. A lot of times in a film like this, there's a misdirect where you're like, we want you to think the parents are bad, but they're actually trying to right. save the kid from the thing where in this case, the parents are bad and the thing is bad as well. And I, and I feel like that was interesting, you know, because, you know, the parents are not nice parents. Right. Um, although they were trying to do a thing where they're, you know, keeping this person in the walls or whatever, him, but... but they're also not like nice right. parents either. Like, right. you know, they, they are, you know, shitty. So, but also, Yes and no, right? Because prior to the teacher coming over, I mean, we obviously something was up with the parents. We knew that, you yeah, because yeah. they, they, they were really playing that up. But his father, so so Star's character was almost nurturing to him. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it was like boom, flipped a switch, and yeah. I was like, "What just happened?" And not for any any like explainable good reason. It was just. He fl- he started playing the character completely different, and I was like, I don't know what happened here or why that happened. Yeah. And then the, it was never justified later on. Yeah. It was just he went from hot to cold, cold to hot, and there was never any middle ground with him. Actually, he just went from cold to hot, I guess, sort of, yeah. depending on how you're looking at it, or yeah. emotionally went from hot to cold. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, why? Yeah, it was very, it was very weird. There's a lot of that in there, and like. You know, there's a lot, there is parts of it that are obscure, which I appreciate, but then it's like, there's parts, there's like a whole scene where this thing gets into the room and is literally just giving an exposition dump to this person. Like, <laughs> I was this and they put me in the yeah. room, the wall, and, exp- yeah. exp- and it's like, you're just literally explaining the whole the plot whole of the thing. film to me. And it's yeah. like, I would have loved to, you know, show, don't tell sort of thing. Would have been much more interesting to to uh, uh to see, to have seen that and then so are we to believe that this person in the this the sister or the mm-hmm. daughter or whatever like killed the kid down the road on Halloween yeah, night? They never explained that. So I they, was kind like, of like. So I'll tell you where I was going. <laughs> I don't know why I was going here. Maybe because I watched too much like crime TV. Because they brought it up like fifty times and then like that never. The mother was the girl who disappeared. But then I was like, Homelander's way too young to have been a captor. Yeah. But yeah. I thought that's where they were going with that because they never really talked about that. And then like, I was like, are they trying to say that the little, that their daughter was the one that disappeared and that's how they explained killing her? But then I'm like, how would they not know well, that they had the she was the, in the one? the backyard, which I assumed was supposed to be the girl down the road. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell was going on with that. It never got explained. I'm going to go back a bit, though, into um, two positives for it before I rip the shit out of this, before I rip this to pieces. I'm going to go into two things that I did like about it. And one of them was, uh, you know, nod to Salem's lot wasn't lost on me. Mm-hmm. Salem's lot, you know, you go back and you watch movies that you found scary as a kid and you're like, oh, wow, that's pretty awful. And I course i found it scary because i hadn't seen better effects at that time and also i was six and so that's scary but even as adult when i see the scene of their eyes glowing Mm. because it's subtle but not it's it's subtle enough that you're like oh maybe the light's hitting it no that's not possible but it's not obvious i love that effect 
Mm-hmm. I want to do that one day in something. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just saying it now. I'm totally biting the shit out of that because I'm not going to be the first person that's done that. Clearly, it's an homage. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That if that that moment of her in the hallway yeah. with her hands just like out in this weird like Babadooki way kind of doing her thing. Yeah. And then Running when she short, then when she yeah cuts. when the light cuts brilliant and then yeah. she flies out of it i was like don't like that yeah. you know i mean i loved that the i thought that the the noise of his eyes blinking should have 100 percent been his teeth mm-hmm. uh, uh should have been of him uh, gritting his teeth because mm-hmm. that's what i thought the sound was and i was like oh that's way creepier and then when he was blinking i was like no i don't like that yeah. <laughs> that's weird but then she popped up and i was like yes yeah i love that had they kept more of that of this practical like creepy effect that would have like, been better but i feel like it was that whole sequence which i i liked as well was kind of a cheat because it's just like let's have all the scary stuff happen but it was just a nightmare and it's like well yeah i'm not saying that the context and the way yeah. that they you know the reason that they did it was good but i'm just saying that the actual the effect of it yeah. the execution of it was stellar really cool loved that about it also i liked the scene of them eating the soup and i knew something yeah. was going to go on when he said mm, smells like cinnamon i'm like that's coming back yeah. and it did. And so when he started talking about it, but I'll be honest, I didn't catch it at first when he said, did you do, I knew when he said, did you do something different? But when he was like making a face or whatever, like when they kept focusing on the soup, I hadn't thought of it yet. And then when he said, did you do something different to it? I was like, oh, it's going to be cinnamon. Is they're going to say it's cinnamon? So when, mm-hmm. you know, I, I said it out loud, yeah, yeah. you know, cause I was like, it's going to be the cinnamon. And then she said, he, you know, she says cinnamon. And I thought that was really clever. Um, the way what transpired after that, like on, uh, on a physical standpoint was very fantastical. And then I was just like, oh, here we go. It's happening. It's happening. We're going too far because he could have just thrown up, thrown up some blood, but it was like blackish. Yeah. And, and lots of it lots of it and he just like yeah that's when it he just to like become... reaganed his way through that scene and i was like oh no no it's too much yeah. and so then i already knew we were going to be hitting like the point where it disappoints you but up until that i thought like that was pretty good um i mean that's the loudest washing machine i've ever heard in my life that she couldn't hear that kid banging on the door or yeah. like couldn't differentiate what sound was what yeah but um i'll go into the negatives now and i'll start with that teacher yeah no disrespect um that was horribly performed Mm -hmm. i didn't buy anything that girl was saying it was like we need a pretty young teacher got it Mm. and yeah you got that you got a pretty young teacher but her delivery was pretty terrible her acting was not good at all the writing for it was even worse i think if if she had maybe she had it in her but it was not uh encouraged and especially through the writing it was just so awful i mean it was so awful it was like every trope got hit there and it was just like it and the principal i'm not just i'm just not singling her out the Mm. principal i don't believe you i don't believe a single word you're saying as a principal i don't believe in any of that it was just bad it was like two it was like they took a a a tubi movie whenever the they were in school we yeah. were like on this low budget Tubi movie and then we would switch over to a high budget movie when they were in the house. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you caught this because I was watching when they showed the outside of it. I was like, I'm getting major barbarian vibes here. It mm. was like barbarian for kids. And then I looked it up and I'm like, 
filmed in Bulgaria. So apparently that's what Bulgaria gives you. Yeah. Bulgaria has a look. Yeah. And it's that. Horror because films, houses. No, because Barbarian and Cobweb looked almost identical to me from the outside from for some reason, mm. even though can't say like they were that different actually now you think of the houses and stuff like this so th- this must be an obvious location that people go to because yeah. you get a, a good you know uh financial cut by going over to bulgaria over there and probably so more than anything there is something there is something to this here over there that it gives yeah. you it's like you know like when you you film in cloudy air like go to seattle or I th- yeah I feel or like the uk or something like gives you this tax of yeah incentives it, because for you, sure. you can find those houses anywhere but like no, no, it, it is. But what I'm saying is that the fact that I went, that of all things, I said, why does this remind me of Barbarian just yeah. from looking at the outside? And I was like, oh, they were both filmed in Bulgaria. Like, that's a look, I guess, that, yeah. that you get over there. I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying yeah, it, yeah. It, it It seemed really familiar. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did not care for that, for anything that happened in that school. The kids, I didn't believe the kids, Busey's kid, I didn't believe him either. Uh, I didn't believe anything about that school or what happened there and then when we get to the house and we get to the girl on the wall it's like people under the stairs <sighs> listen i will never besmirch that movie that movie is fan fucking tastic yeah, i remember like really liking that movie <laughs> i but love yeah, that yeah that's movie. that's once once the poison in the soup it went downhill from there that's when it went all all downhill and of course like she that's... would fall on the knife yeah you know, but because you would hang on to and, a knife as you were falling, right? Yeah, you would and the whole <laughs> the whole thing with the the you know, it's like they're like we need a lot of we need people to be killed in this. We need in this mm-hmm. third act. We need it's like what we'll do is we'll have you know you can see how they reverse engineered the ending because it was so like we'll have them push the kid and then the kid's brothers will or cousins or whatever yeah. will come and then he'll mm-hmm. kill them all. So uh, the the sister will kill them all and it's like and I, I don't know if like. I don't know. It's like if this is a problem with the fantastical when you start to introduce that because she has all of this strength and all these abilities. But she can't open a door. But And so she's trying to like, it's like they didn't want to commit to whether this person was uh, supernatural. supernatural or not. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I climbed the walls and I learned how to climb and all this sort of stuff. And it's like... I either make it supernatural or, or don't, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel like if you can, if you can make doors close with your mind, apparently, cause doors mm-hmm. were closing all over the place, mm-hmm. then you could probably get out of a wall, you know? Um, you could get through a lock if you can rip somebody's goddamn head off. Yeah. You just made a little hole in the wall. If you just kept going, you can just, you know, Do you know, first of all, also her getting through that wall with her little pickaxe or whatever it was that she had, or the, the fireplace, Stoker, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and like, what, and, and <laughs> that's an old house. So obviously, you're not busting through that in three seconds with a stoker. Yeah. So obviously, the they know that there's a kid in the wall. So, like, did the de- did the father not know about the daughter? I'm wondering now because I don't know if we've ever seen any um, any kind of uh, 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 him mentioning her in any way because. When the son, when the son is like, I hear this voice in the walls. The dad's just like, no, I don't hear anything. We'll put some rat stuff down or whatever. If he knew that there was a daughter, the daughter was in the walls, then he would know what the issue is, and then he could board up the wall. You know what I mean? Well, that wouldn't stop the sound. No, but she was able to crawl over there to to knock on it versus 
I assumed that he knew because when she found the hole in the, the when she found the, the wallpaper and she found the hole, she went downstairs to go talk to him. Yeah, maybe to tell him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just seems very odd that they that he wouldn't would been wouldn't have been able to put two and two together. I assumed that he knew. I didn't even really yeah. think about him not knowing that. Maybe because that's it's completely it's it doesn't make any sense. I'm not sense watching to me. it again to find out, but yeah. I'm just saying I I just assumed that he knew that they they how would he not know that he didn't have a daughter? Because when she was telling the story, she didn't make it singular. She yeah, said her yes. parents. She didn't single out the mom as somebody who locked her in the wall. Yeah, it was that both parents didn't accept her or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then how is the father? Do you not say like, oh, I wonder if it's the person we have in the wall, you know, like, <laughs> I know it's the wall dwelling child yeah. that we have. And, and, and I don't know much about old houses, but are walls that thick that you can actually walk through them yeah, like that? Some houses. Yeah. Some are. That's yeah. crazy. Remember and people under the stairs, they walk through the walls. Yeah, too. But I mean, that's, is it, is that just for narrative purposes? It's you know? a, like, it ha- I don't know the how. The way that houses were built because they didn't have tons of, they didn't have insulation, like those older houses, they didn't have like the big puffy insulation that we have and all that stuff. There were, there was more space in those types of, it was like you, Sears houses like, or whatever they were called. Because if you think, I know I'm getting a little crazy here, but if you think about the logistics <laughs> Break down of it, the logistics of a horror movie. The door... Oh, the door was here, so that wall could have been. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, we remember people used to hide shit in their walls all the yeah, time. Yeah, all the time. The I just there didn't realize space. it was like uh, it, four feet of space. In no, there. it's not that much space. It's much more narrow. Like yeah. I, I think maybe if you're small enough, you may be able to walk straight through. But if you were broad-shouldered or an adult, you probably couldn't. You could walk sideways though. It's not now where you have like. You know, a two by four. Yeah, there's a two by four, and you if you can't squeeze past that, you're not getting in there. I mean, people now, if they fall inside their walls, they die, right? Because they don't even have enough room to be able to try to kick through drywall. Yeah. But um, you did have more room. It's just you know they they will widen that so they can obviously get through with film equipment and stuff like that. But there was more space to those walls, and they didn't have insulation the way we have it now. So there was more space there. It wasn't taken up as much. Um, but yeah, I I just um. I think that's the thing. Like, I don't have a problem with going in and thinking of things fantastically, but it was that they were taking a sort of um, a practical approach to yeah. her existence, and but then also giving her the ability to like pull a full-grown person out of the air. She was crawling on the ceiling. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how bendy you are; you're not Spider Woman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Spider Girl. Yeah. Because she was young. You're not climbing walls. Yeah. And it, so, and, and, and in that case, which I w- by the I, way, the, the whole hereditary, uh, yeah. nod at that, would, that wasn't lost on my, on I, me. I, I, I would want to ask the, either the writer or the director, their take on whether or not in this world that they've built, could you just lock her in the basement and then call the authorities, have the authorities come, or is she so fantastical that she could somehow escape that from that But how was dungeon? she ripping someone's head off? And climbing through and above and around things, but then unable to kick through a door. It doesn't make any sense. 100% this movie was influenced by Salem's Lot, The Barbarian, Hereditary. Yeah. I mean, most films are... Possibly even The Ring, I'll give you, because with her, she was very ringy. Yeah. It was like just a, a film uh, it was it, like a whole bunch of stolen concepts that got frankenstein together yeah. and it was like it didn't work it just it it had so much potential and like i said i appreciate 
the cinematography and all that stuff. But I'm not a, I'm at a stage right now where that was easier to give credit for 10 years ago. But with what cameras are capable of doing now, even lower end cameras, I'm really I'm, I'm losing the 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 pass. I'm going to kind of start doing away with the pass of like, well, the cinematogra- cinematography was great. It was like, at the very least, your cinematography should be really good, especially if you have that kind of money. Not, oh, we had $20,000 for this budget. So we had to film this on, you know, a, a $5,000 camera. And it's like, well, that was probably the best they could do. But when you're telling me like, oh, you know, I don't know what the budget was for this. I don't know if you looked it up, but I know it wasn't $20,000, you know, and so when when I, i'm gonna guess i'm gonna look it up and i'm gonna guess 10 million okay that sounds about fair i'm gonna say 15 to 20 million i don't know hell, yeah um but you know when you're telling me that you're filming on an ari or you're on film or you know when when you have cook lenses or you have access to 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 amazing equipment and you're giving me good cinematography. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, that that's the very least you can do is is have good cinematography and lighting because it's so much more feasible to do that on lower budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you have an actual low budget and you and you are able to pull that off when you don't have RE money and you don't have cook money, you know, that's like that. I, I'm more likely to, to give someone credit for that in those moments. Yeah. Um, but in these, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> This should at least look good if it's not going to be good. If you're not going to give me a good story and you're not, then it should look amazing. And it does. And the grading is cool and the, the set design was cool and all that stuff. But it just, uh, I don't know. It, it didn't, the story was like super lazy to me. I don't know. It, it didn't feel like it was a very original idea. It just felt like it was like, oh, you know, I liked that scene in this movie and I liked this aspect of this movie and i liked this aspect of that movie and then just smashed everything together and then nothing was really again like unless we're just dumb i don't know where the girl disappearing like how that was really connected to them and i don't know how this girl became a gymnast in that small of an amount of space i mean it's not nearly enough space for you to start stretching like that really i mean maybe in the dungeon area yeah but the 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 budget for this is like 30 million dollars I said so, I said fifteen to twenty. So. Yeah, twenty to I've seen as low as twenty. There's no official thing about it, but it looks like it's like I've seen anywhere from twenty to thirty-five. So that's I knew it twenty to thirty-five. Ten. Ten's pretty low in the, in the for us the not biz, yeah. for, in the biz. That's like that's pretty low, especially with with but, the two actors. Yeah, but it's like I don't. Again, it just goes back to the uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much they got paid. I'm sure they're probably a third of that budget. You know, make a cool five mil each, but it's like, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I just don't know where the money goes. Where does that money go? (laughs) This really contemplating moment. I don't know, man. Like, it just makes me think about life and, and. Why is the grass green? Just those, those, those little nooks and crannies of existence. And I'm not just, I'm just not sure how to take all this. It's, uh, it goes where, where things always go. You know, they, they go to, excess people on set and things that you really don't need to have and then people at the last minute not knowing what they wanted in effect also um i didn't read up on this a lot i only had read a little bit uh like the bulgaria thing and that uh apparently when they had the screener i don't know at what point if she had seen it but lizzie kaplan was wondering what the tone to the movie was going to be because apparently 
uh, her and Anthony were like just sort of riding their own melt through the scenes and doing their own thing. So apparently it was like their idea to play the characters like this really animated kind of way. Yeah. Um, so she was wondering how much of that they'd kept. Obviously a lot. Um, and so they had the freedom to do that. Dare I say, I don't know that it was the best move. Um, and so here's here's also, here's the thing though. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the director's position and then I have those two actors and they start they start going in their own direction... I don't know that I'm going to have the guts to be like, can you not do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? I, it might be weird to be like, oh, um, <laughs> love your work. <laughs> uh, love everything about you. Um, but I'm not necessarily feeling that. Listen, I realize that you're the reason why people are going to come see this movie, but I'm not loving the direction you're going in. I don't know that I would be able to say that. I guess I would maybe feel weird about that. So I have to assume maybe he felt weird about that or he liked the direction, but it was what... Was a first-time director. No, it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't it? No. No? He'd done other stuff. Oh. I thought I saw somewhere that it was... I said Samuel Bowden had done uh, Marianne. Oh. No, he's not. He's done other stuff. He's just not done like super, like he's not done uh, very reputable, like f- popular stuff. Oh, okay. But he's done like very indie stuff. So this is, this is, look, I. I well, first like big budget thing maybe. Yeah, I, 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 I give him, I give that. him credit. You know, because th- this is a lot when you when you see people that have worked on smaller things and then they, they get something like this with actors like that. You're like, whoa. Yeah, um, and yeah. so I, I give him credit. I just think that like they put too much weight on their cast mm-hmm. and didn't really pay attention to the story as much. It was just like we got these two people. And so that became the focus of it. It that 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 sort of move to play the characters the way they did was what I liked the least about it, because it didn't make it there was no suspense it, it, the the film did a good job at building suspense but there was no suspense with those two characters because i knew immediately that they were off yeah right so there was no point where you go like okay these are actually two loving parents but something happened that made them really overprotective or something like that right mm-hmm. there was some kind of event that took place the way they played it was just so obviously sort of deranged yeah that it was like okay clearly you guys are weird and crazy (laughs) and uh you know i I know that there's not going to be any kind of redeeming scene for you and so i was automatically suspicious of any moves that they made as characters because that's how it was played Mm -hmm. where had that been played down i think it would have built the suspense a lot better because you yeah. would have been like what is the deal here with these two parents like there must be a reason why they're doing this yeah, and you're like yeah. oh no they're doing it because they're nuts yeah yeah got it well because in a, in a normal movie like this you'd focus more on the kid to make the parents seem more obscure so he couldn't tell their their yeah you know but because you they had such big it. stars you they, had to yeah. Yeah, but they 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 wore the crazy yeah, and obscurity on their sleeve, was, and so it was just like, all right. Uh, yeah, you know. there and yeah. To your point, I think the parents' kind of inconsistent behavior was like not in a good way. Like I could see it being inconsistent and weird, but and that's the point of it. But I feel like this was just maybe, like you said, like you had this really nice moment with the dad and the uh, and, and the, the son, mom when she and woke the mom up. she brought down the brought down the 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 cakes or with a pumpkin 
cupcakes or whatever to I know that bitch was crazy by then yeah but it's like it's it's no no she was she was she had lost it by then what I'm saying is that they started the movie off with him having hearing these noises and then she came in the room and did like the thing where you're like oh I don't hear anything there's nothing there you've got an overactive amount I mean the way she said like you and your overactive amount just the way she delivered the line I was like no one talks like that yeah no one talks like that she's unhinged people yeah you know and so but had she had it been played out more normally and had their house not looked like it was part of a rehab from the outside yeah because you're like what's going on why so many pumpkins no one else has pumpkins you have a whole pumpkin patch yeah it was just it wasn't even released around halloween it was so like you know what i mean it was so obvious like the house is had the house been older but looked kept and they were just you know they they played their characters normally and she wasn't like this like robotic kind of Stepford wife. Yeah. If she hadn't done it that way, I would have been far more invested in where their origin story mm-hmm. had where that was going and where they had come from, but it, it, everything was given away on their part in that moment. Yeah. And I also think that like the dad dying the way he did was pretty lame. <laughs> yeah. Like he just threw up to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's like a rule that whenever you ingest he just reg- rat poison, you blow up, you throw up black. He regurgitated his way to the to the the next life, and like there's I just no, there's no. I don't know what happens. I, I would never want to know what happens. When you, you don't eat just rat suddenly get sick and throw up and die. You would have. But it's like where like was there would be moments of writhing and pain yeah. and you would be you know he would been he would have been pale and sweating your body is starting to break down it's being poisoned you're not it's not like your organs are like doop 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 oh and then you have all this black and then stuff. and then you just internally bleed and throw up that's not how that yeah. works so for for him to just like suddenly up and die like that i was like all right <laughs> like yeah. sure um also <laughs> i really had to hold in my laughter when she was like the kid was going up and down the wall or it reminds me when somebody's doing the staircase behind the couch <laughs> yeah. you know and i was yeah. like what is what is going on like yeah. it, it was just comically ridiculous it wasn't scary in any way shape or form and i was like him going up and down the hall was not a very yeah. horror movie kind of thing but i think but i think it was like when they did scary movie that mm-hmm. i would expect them to do like a parody of someone doing that but not yeah. actually use that in a horror movie yeah but I think there, I think much like the last film we just talked about, this one had potential as well. Um, it did, it did. Because I feel like it's it's an interesting idea. I I think it's an interesting idea where you have that like this, and this is kind of the way I felt about um, that uh, that John Goodman movie with uh, uh, Cloverfield. Yeah, where in Cloverfield or Ten Cloverfield Lane or Ten whatever. Cl- it was uh, hey, Cloverfield's another one, right? Is that something else? I don't remember. Yeah, that's that found footage movie. But like in that movie, yeah. you had John Goodman, who was kind of a crazy person saying, don't go out. It's not safe. Right. Um, and he was but right. But he was crazy. But he was also crazy. Right, right. So I thought this film, much like that, where you, you're you expecting a twist of like, oh, the parents are normal and it's whatever, but the parents are bad and the thing is bad too. So I appreciated that aspect of it. But yeah, the performances were... Like I a, think a the kid did a really good job um, for being so young. He did a really good job. So I, I, I have to give that kid credit. That's not easy to hold a film like that that young. 
Um, he had good reactions and expressions. And, you know, a lot of times they pick like the, like the other kids, not so much. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but Busey's kid, not so much. Yeah. Um, it, it's really difficult to find a kid that can actually pull that off. And I thought he did a decent job. Yeah. Um, had he not been as strong an actor, I think this would have been, I don't know that we'd be talking about this because it probably would have been pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, and then I have to wonder, the, 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 the cell in the basement or whatever mm. that thing is, it, that's where the kid was initially. The girl. The girl. And then they're like, you know what? We're not going to keep her in here. We're going to put her in the wall. <laughs> like, in yeah. like, in like that little... Behind the clock. The door in the wall, was that like a... Um, was there something in there, or was she, she just literally in the? You know what I mean? That's like, was you, there was there a cell in there? Where like we're just gonna keep her in no, the walls? I, I think that's just how she gets you get into the wall. Like they just put a door there, and like did she escape? And they knew that she was running through the walls, and I, I don't know. Like, people like, under the, the whole, stairs. The whole thing. She was is roach. Just, <laughs> she yeah. was just running through the walls like roach, and they the couldn't whole find thing her. Was just so weird, and like I didn't really understand the motivation of of a lot of what was going on. Or the meaning of it, I guess. Or maybe I'm just too dumb to know what was going on. If it was like an allegory of something, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I just, I didn't get it. And that may be my fault. But I don't I just, get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, I don't regret watching it for sure. Because No, was I, I was stuff, looking but... forward to it. And I was like, oh my God, Lizzie Kaplan and Homelander in a horror movie? Like what, who? This casting is amazing. Like, yeah. like this, who would have ever thought? That's like just such a jumble of of talent. And this like, thing had no chance to make its money back because it came out the same weekend as Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah. So it wasn't making any money, no. but it made eight million at the box office. Apparently, I, I, I think that it was a valiant effort. I'll say that yeah. it was a valiant effort. And I but think again, that I think with another like, couple passes on the script yeah. or the, whatever, because apparently this this script was on the made the blacklist. And then it was picked up for to make, you know, whatever. Just like, um, and then, uh, so so for me, like one of the big, there were a lot of things I didn't like about the third act, but what, for me, one of the biggest full pause there was the minute you showed her face. Yeah. Like if you're going to show her face, which we know you're going to, even though you shouldn't, because it's way creepier if you don't. But what the fuck was that? Yeah. What was that? You have to show glimpses like an eye. A little little shard it, of light it in the eye. It looked completely. She looked like Smeagol. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. But like, like, like if you ordered Smeagol on Wish, right. that it was just like the worst and version. That's the thing. So okay, so she adaptation was born of that weird character. looking. So they shoved her in the basement and then the wall. Like I don't. I think the idea was that she didn't look or act right. That she was just I don't know. That she was sort of doomed from the beginning but then also how old was she because why did she sound like a little girl when she would try to entice him and lure him in but then sounded like she had straight up been smoking like a pack of cigarettes yeah a day when she turned into her real self like all of a sudden she was 63 yeah 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 it was like if they had her she couldn't have been that much older than him. <laughs> like so uh why does she now sound like an old lady again you're crossing the worlds of the, the the possible and the impossible, and then they sort of like knock each other out. Yeah. What makes it scary on a practical level now isn't scary because you went and took it to the supernatural strength effect, and then vice versa. You know, yeah. it's just like what what? How could you be supernatural and not be able to get through that door? Yeah. Right. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And if she's supernatural, then you have to like 
go down that route and be like, why is she stuck in the walls? Why can't she get out of the walls? Like, there's got to be something else. It should have been. It should have been. What would have been interesting if if they made it seem like it was not like it was uh, 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 not practical, but then had an explanation for like maybe she rigged up the doors because she's stuck in the walls, you know, or whatever. Like that would have been interesting to kind of see how she made she made herself scary by setting up all these things to make her seem supernatural, you know? I don't know. It just, it was like completely rushed into just like, let's just have the, we'll just have the antagonist explain everything. It's fine. Yeah. And then, you know, just went through. So bring some bullies in. We'll kill them all. Yeah. We'll kill them all. Um, It, uh, yeah, it, it, I'm glad I watched it. I wanted to see it. I thought it was interesting. It just didn't, it just didn't really work. And there were some things that were kind of going in the right direction. And, you know, most of it just really fell. I mean, it started falling in the second act and then it completely fell flat. But then in a way it, it fell in the first act for me too, because once the teacher came in there, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like absolutely no situational awareness, not even in the slightest. I don't know how you, you, you made it this far in your career with zero situational awareness yeah uh, just walking right and then he's like why did you go to the house she's like i don't know let me do it again yeah okay and then she was like <clears throat> either fired or her tenure was up but then she ended up coming back to the house again just randomly before the phone call even i don't know it, it was just like that character was just awfully written and it, it just it did not come across well it did not do the script any favors at all um and I just kind of wish that they had tightened it up a bit. And really, I think it could have been a, a much creepier mm-hmm. movie um, if they had done that. Oh, Babadook. That's what I was thinking when I was like, oh, it reminds me of like Salem's Lot, Babadook, Hereditary, <clears throat> and Barbarian. Yeah. It was like all these, th- you know, they took the hands from this. They took the eyes from this. They took the ceiling part from that. <laughs> and then they just went yeah. like womp and yeah, then yeah. made a movie. And I was like, oh, sure. I mean, yeah, I guess. They like, went womp took- and we went womp womp. <laughs> they just... Kind of took like all the cool parts of other movies and then made their own yeah. movie. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see where this director goes next. He seems to like creepier stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I've not watched the other one. Maybe the other one's but Also, also before we wrap things up, I do also want to say we don't know how much of this was his doing. Because we've had people and we've had guests on the show that have very much mm-hmm. shed a light on my intentions versus a studio's intentions and yes. the decisions that are made at the last minute. This could have been a whole different yeah. film as far as the director and writer were concerned. And then the like, studio comes yeah. in and yeah, they yeah. go, here's the thing. We don't want this. We you don't want show that. Face because you got to do this. When you show a face in a horror film, it does 30% better than when you don't. Yeah. And they could have nonsense. said that after the fact, right? Where they were like, and you've got a week to do it. Yeah, yeah. And then they went straight to whatever graphics house and they were like, I need a face stat. Yeah. And that was the face they got because yeah. we don't have enough time to actually make this or look good. Or they're like, we, here's, we'll put a temp face in and then we ran out of money. So we're stuck <laughs> with the And they were like, face. just copy and paste. It's so, yeah, good. There's certainly aspects of it that we and don't And there's know, also but... the whole like, maybe this had 40 million and got cut down to 30 at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know. Maybe it, it, you're seeing the two different amounts because it was supposed to be 30 and went to 20. We don't know. Yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. And so, you know, that... It that... always feels like everything falls apart in the third act with a lot of, especially horror films, but most films nowadays. But it's like the studios don't know how to build suspense or like do the whole first and second act of the structure and everything, but they know the ending we need to be you know uh explosions or deaths or 
some whatever this film is has to be exemplified in the third act always and it's like it doesn't always have to be like we've gotten so used to having some big huge battle or something at the end of a film that like when you don't deliver that people are like what the hell that that ending was unclimactic and it was like it's like maybe that's okay you know like well that speaks for for a bigger issue too right where i can blame the studio but also if the studio is giving the people what they want and they're catering to that why is that what we constantly need there's a you know there's a lot of people i always go back to prisoners it's one of my favorite drama thrillers i think it's an amazing amazing film mm-hmm. and the fact that people booed that in the theater because they they left you on this like cliffhanger which to me wasn't a cliffhanger because it was like he clearly hears the whistle yeah. but because they didn't get the reveal oh yeah he didn't find him and rescue him and because we didn't get that very very cookie cutter ending people were like miffed about that mm-hmm. and i'm just like did you really you're just gonna like ignore everything that happened before this because you didn't get to see yeah. something you've seen a hundred times because they they let they made you think for a second yeah. so there is also that you know if i'm a studio and i'm like look i hey maybe i think your ending is better but i can tell you now people are gonna fucking hate that because they want things spelled out for them yeah and you're in the business of making money right mm-hmm. and so it's like we got to do what's going to make the money And once it gets out there that people are like, the ending sucks, they don't show the thing, then nobody wants to see it. Mm -hmm. There, You know, there's there's kind of, there's 12 sides to every story. (laughs) So you kind of have to follow. Well, with the studios, there's one side to every story. Well, sure. Sure. But I'm saying just in terms of like, you know, uh, an audience, you you have people that enjoy thinking and being left in suspense and you and you have a very large portion of people that don't it's the difference between this movie being 20 million dollars and this movie being one million dollars because for one million dollars you can make this movie and put whatever fucking ending you want whatever right but right but you're not getting lizzie kaplan you're not getting anthony star and you're not getting the distribution that you got and Mm -hmm. it's not going to go all over tiktok and it's not going to do all the things so yeah it's it's one for the other you can make a, a a a better movie that is far less successful or we can give you throw you in the limelight but you're not going to be making a very good movie yeah. those are your options and that 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 sucks um anyway shout out mograph to mograph and hopefully we'll have a guest next week i hope i hope i hope um if next week's episode starts with me going then we yeah. got the guest <laughs> that i've been waiting I'm for to it and if you don't hear that then that's uh, you know whatever. Just talk about some stupid womp, womp. movies. Um, but I'm I'm hoping, mm-hmm. hoping that that we get to have our our guest next week. So uh, join us to join see us. if I uh, make a complete and absolute fool out of myself, fangirling around this particular person. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.